1: Good afternoon, Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And joining us on Good Things today is Mr. Richard Greenlee. He's the owner and promoter of Ratchet Entertainment Group, and they are always up to Good Things, bringing some good entertainment to Mississippi. Hey, Richard.
2: Hey, Rebecca, how are you doing?
1: I am doing well. I'm doing really good. I'm looking forward to uh, warmer weather, because spring and summer always means that the good entertainment is going to gear up in and around Mississippi, and you guys always bring us the best acts. So who you got coming to town?
2: Well, I actually have two shows this Easter weekend. It's a it's a good, it's a good start. It's going to be a great weekend. Tomorrow night, Friday night, and if you remember this from uh, interviews past, Taylor Hicks and the Delta Funk Revival is coming tomorrow night to Dealing Hall in Third Time's a Charm. If you remember this was scheduled twice before, and COVID's got it, but COVID's gone, and we're we're putting it on, so we're we're good to go.
1: Third time is the charm, and God bless you, Richard, as well as everybody else who you know has to coordinate schedules and make those hard decisions when things can't go through. But man, we'll show up and show out, and, and I know it'll be a great show um, tonight. And then you got something exciting, I think, uh, Saturday night, correct?
2: Yeah, well, the, show's t- the Taylor Hicks shows tomorrow night, Friday night. It's all for the Children's Hospital at Dooling Hall. And Saturday night, you're right. I have a, we have a 15-year-old Jackson native phenom, Prentice Fur, Bill and Denise Furr, his parents are good friends of mine. He is 15. At 14, he has a record deal from, um, and version of our cinematic music group. He, Justin Bieber, Megan Trainor, and Skrillex are his biggest fans and want to record with him. He just got asked to play Lollapalooza. Uh, in October, and was recognized as the number one new artist to see at Ola and he is playing the um, When We Were Young festival in Las Vegas, and he's about to drop a 13 track new album this summer. So he is a Jackson native, 15 year old young man, amazing guy. Saturday night at Mount.
1: He doesn't even have his driver's license yet, Richard, <laughs> and he's it's accomplished funny. more than we than we ever have.
2: He just got his learner's permit two days or Monday. Oh, that's funny.
1: You know, I was reading his story. I think there's a wonderful write-up about him, Richard Prentiss, and I shared it in the Good Things Facebook group that kind of walks mm-hmm. through um, the uniqueness of of how he kind of rose to this. It feels like instant fame, but I love that he mm-hmm. just was, you know, doing what he enjoyed at home, as I guess as the story goes, and then putting it out there just for his own, I guess, enjoyment or pleasure. And folks just sort of gravitated towards it for good reason and it took off from there what's it like you mentioned you know the family i mean this has been a wild ride for them
2: yeah it's, you know it's just not to mention takeaway from prentice but their oldest his oldest brother um uh, wilson is uh was the number one golfer in alabama on the pga tour on on the tour now and then prentice is, uh, is the youngest son and they didn't it just kind of hit them by by surprise It just kind of they're all just coming to grips with how big it's gotten and it's getting and he's really I mean, he's homeschooled now because he can't. You know, he spends a lot of time in L.A. and Nashville and doing videos and recording and working with publishers. And he writes and uh, own music and his lyrics and produces his own stuff and really has control of his artistic, you know, um, uh, creation. And and it's, it's it's just it's like a whirlwind for him.
1: And here's our opportunity to see him in person this Saturday night at and Mouse. What would his style be if we haven't maybe seen him on the viral sort of social platforms, or maybe this is the first time we're hearing Prentice's name, but we're intrigued by the story? Like, what kind of, what's his genre? What's his niche in music?
2: Well, he likes to label himself as alternative, because alternative, and these are his words, not mine, as a big umbrella. He's got some rock stuff on this new album. He's got some pop stuff. Um, the, the 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 you know the publicists out there call him hyper pop because of his few songs he had when he was fourteen when he was younger, but he's really he has influences from the eighties. He he mentions um you know Jackson Five and the Beatles were a big influence of his. So um he's he's alternative, but he's he's got you know he mixes his own stuff, plays guitar, has a DJ. We have a drummer flown in from um, LA that's going to be backing him on drums. So it's going to be very interesting. It's an all ages show too. Eighteen. Under eighteen's fine with a parent or guardian at a three to one ratio. I mean a mom or dad can bring three kids and it's all ages, so it's gonna be great.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a lot of fun, and that's good to note. And I get tickled, Richard, when you mention alternative because I look over and wink at Rhino because we are the the children of the two thousands, early late nineties, early two thousands. So when you say alternative to me, my mind goes in completely different direction in terms of a actual genre, you know, mm-hmm. of of music. I'm thinking Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you know, that's kind of like my route um, of it. It just tickles me that a 15 year old would have a different obviously a different view of uh, a label we use for music 20 years ago Um, but I love that you can get out and come with your family to this right like this isn't this is something that you know parents can bring their tweens and teens and have a good time on Saturday so give us the details on tickets and when the doors open.
2: Yeah, real quick, we have the, the venue Hallam House. you know separated into the, the under eighteen and over eighteen so parents can be in the back and have a cocktail and kids have a soda pop and bar and can eat food, so it's gonna be great. You can get tickets for the Saturday night show at See Tickets, that's S E E tickets dot US. Kinda difficult. See tickets dot us and just search for Prentice. That's the best way to do it. And you can buy tickets right there or you can buy them at the door tomorrow or Saturday. Um, the Friday night show at Dooling Hall. You can get tickets at Ardenland.net. Now, I'm jumping around, but let's go back Saturday. Saturday night, doors are at 7, show is at 8. They've got a good little warm-up band. It's a local high school band. And then Prentice will probably come on probably 8.45 or so, 9. Um, he's got a DJ and a drummer. Um, and you can get tickets, again, for the Saturday night show at Hallam House at ctickets.us and search for Prentice.
1: And then for the Friday night show, which is benefiting Children's of Mississippi or Children's Mississippi, how, mm-hmm. when can we get ticket? How can, can we still get tickets for that for tomorrow night?
2: Yes, you can uh, at ardenland.net. You can get tickets or you can come to the door. There are two types of tickets. There's a VIP ticket, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, it's $100. You have a happy hour before doors from 6 to 7. It's a meet and greet with a band. Um, we'll have hors d'oeuvres for you, have a cash bar, you get a signed and numbered original artwork show poster, local artist, uh, Holly Peel, who plays keyboard, she had a, a painting that I created and made into a poster, and you get a show t-shirt, uh, and you get a roped off little area and dueling to sit in the private bar, and that's a $100 ticket, and the general admission is 30 bucks. and again, it's all for the Children's Hospital, uh, doors are at seven. Shows at eight on um, Friday night at Dilling Hall, and you can get tickets at ardenland.net. dot net.
1: Man, Richard, you got a lot going on. Is there anywhere we can go and just see everything you're promoting and you're up to? I know you've got these two great acts coming up this weekend, um, but I know this is just the beginning of the spring summer tour.
2: Well, yeah, you know the Twilight session, uh, Twilight series is back. We we I can't announce bands, but we've secured our first two dates for July ninth and October twenty second. Uh, we'll be adding two more shows, and pretty soon I'll have all that up on my, my website at twilightms.com. It's, it's not there now, but you know we're working on that stuff.
1: So. Always working on something, aren't you, Richard?
2: I am. I am. <laughs> so we, you know, we're gonna have four shows for Twilight, and we'll be announcing something in the next couple of weeks with the July 9th and October 22nd dates. So those are my first two confirmed dates.
1: Well, a lot of exciting stuff, and we encourage folks to get out and support what you're doing for uh, tomorrow night as well as for uh, Saturday night. And since you've got the end, I'm putting it out on blast. I would love to get Prentice here in the Good Things studio. I think he would be a lot of fun to, to get to know. You know somebody?
2: Yeah, we can do that anytime. Prentice would love to come. He's a great he's – he's a very mature brilliant young young kid he will be a blast I can get him in anytime you want to
1: well we look forward to that and everything that you bring to us uh, here on good things Richard we appreciate your time and all the talent you're bringing to town so congratulations
2: thank you so much I really appreciate it
1: Alrighty. Lots of good stuff going on. Always a good reminder, too, that when you support those local acts and you go out to these smaller venues, uh, you are supporting small business. It's another way that you can use your entertainment dollars to go back into your local economies. And, man, how cool is it just to get to know a little bit about the behind the story of the artists that you're going to see and support, whether it's Taylor Hicks, who we've had here on Good Things. I look forward to holding Richard's feet to the fire, to getting Prentice uh, here in the studio as well. I mean, when you think about what you have done with your life, Rhino, before you got your uh, permit at the age of 15, I mean... Wow. I was
3: trying to learn how to play bass at that age. I was not uh Oh,
1: I'd given performing. up the piano years before that.
3: Well, I take that back. In, in the first year I learned how to play bass, I did perform in front of a crowd, and there's a video of it somewhere.
1: Oh, we're going to have to find that. I just get tickled at you know, kids who have you know, or grew up in different music eras. When you say alternative, like there's a whole Pandora playlist for alternative that has nothing. <laughs> it's like that was my jam Lots back in the Green 2000s. <laughs> Pearl Jam, <laughs> yes, which is great music. No, you know, it's just it, it had its own its own label back in the day. But you guys stick with us; we got more for you coming up next.
3: Oh,
6: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at BaroniesTreePros.com. That's BaroniesTreePros.com.
1: want to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find More, We've got more tickets to give away today here on Good Things. If you've been following along this week, then you probably already know that it's going to be for Nickelodeon's hit show, Paw Patrol. It is headed to Tupelo on July 23rd. Man, July will be here before we know it. Tickets are already on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, or you can swing by the Bancorp South Arena box office. And in style, we are going to give you a chance to win tickets to the 10 a.m. show July 23rd, be the 15th, 15th. All right. I was giving you a little a little opportunity to spread it out today. The 15th person to text to the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Today's key phrase is Marshall, where we got, we had Ryder, we had Chase, now we have Marshall. So number 15, you'll have the, you'll be the lucky winner of of um, Paw Patrol tickets. And while you are texting in, Uh, For that, I will introduce our guest who's joining us here on Good Things. You can take your browser over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone. I have Dr. Furlow here, Dr. Christopher Furlow. He is the director of Autism Solutions for Canopy uh, Solutions. And I think this is a great topic to have, particularly in April, because it is Autism Awareness Month, correct? So welcome. And you have have already done your due diligence with Paw Patrol, so you're not trying to win tickets today.
5: (laughs) That's absolutely right. (laughs) I feel like
1: every parent, either when you hear that, you either go oh I'm not in that phase anymore or you're like ah my kid would absolutely adore going to that so um, so yeah good stuff there okay let's talk about April being Autism Awareness Month for you guys there at Canopy Solutions what does that give you an opportunity to do in terms of autism awareness
5: well I think um, it's it's really about engaging uh, the autistic community um, and our families um, talking a little bit more about what that means to them Um, and then also just really bringing about like a lot of our you know our expertise conversations about you know what the signs are um, how to go about getting a diagnosis um, treatment options and all that other good stuff and it's just a really good opportunity to just have those conversations
1: and to, to raise awareness to the rest of us who are, are increasingly finding our children in classrooms at church or within our communities and how we can make make it more comfortable um, it can be integrated better for a better experience for everybody i'm always excited to hear ways that because you know you don't know what you don't know and then sometimes it can be awkward just because you simply don't know know you know um, how to approach things so I always enjoy reminding everybody that you know um, how we can make our autistic neighbors feel included and part of everyday life because you mentioned your um, autistic families do you know any statistics or maybe numbers here in Mississippi of children or adults who, who are living with autism
5: um, well, so, I mean, I, I would assume that it's probably not much different than that, the national um, statistics, yeah. so the one in 44 um, being the big number. Um, but, you know, there there are likely a lot of folks here in our state that are, unfortunately, they just don't have a whole lot of access to care um, or access to diagnostics and, and things like that. So it may, it, you know, it may be larger um, than that number. It may It may not be, but... So when yeah. you
1: mention that, Doctor Furlow, because sometimes people will say like certain certain things like autism is on the rise. And mm-hmm. is it that it's on the rise, or is it more that because we've got more access to care, cares access to care is getting better every year, more diagnostic tools, just more information that we're able to help more individuals that maybe have always slipped through the cracks, or is it a combination of both?
5: I suspect that it's probably a little bit of a combination of both. Um, you know. Not not too terribly long ago, they they kind of like remaps what it what an autism spectrum disorder was. So things like Asperger syndrome, PDD NOS, or pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. So that's a long long name of it.
1: there's a um, clinical term for everything. <laughs> <laughs> an acronym um, for everything as well.
5: Yeah. So um, those sorts of things were kind of all lumped into autism spectrum disorder. Um, and so that that changed um, many years ago um, with the new diagnostic manual uh, that came out. But it's also likely, you know, in terms of um, engaging our communities, increasing, you know, um, education on, on what autism is and what, you know, some of those signs. Um, I suspect that, you know, trying to get out into some of those other communities that wouldn't have otherwise known that... Um, trying to get them in for, for um, you know, medical care, diagnostics, and, and things like that could have contributed. Um, you know, I, and then I also see some other information where it's kind of like, well, this has probably always been, you know, what it is. We just, like you just said, like, we just haven't really caught it. Um,
1: right. So. And I guess it, when you think about, um, because now, I think in Mississippi, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and there are so many more screening opportunities or screening tools or protocols. Even just from we were just discussing our children, Dr. Furlow, I'm an almost ten year old and almost three year old. So there's seven year difference and the difference in the what tools and practices pediatricians have or within just the hospital setting from having the baby, you know, changed drastically, right? And I feel like with the three year old there have been more questions, more screenings uh, for a lot of different things, but particularly questions Around um, the alt- autism spectrum, you're shaking your head. Am I right with yes, that? Like, yeah. am I not, or am I just more in tune with it? You know, because no. of conversations like we're having today here on Good Things.
5: You're abso- Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so I know. Um, so prior to being in Mississippi, I was in Maryland, and one of the things that our pediatrician did. Um, for for my two children was was go through the ages and stages questionnaire. Um, if there were any concerns, there was there was what's called the chat which is a checklist um, for autism in toddlers. Um, there's autism interviews and all kinds of other things that they really try and hone in on to you know some of those red flags that we've been hearing about. I think in years past, um, and, and try and do their best to catch it early and then submit the. The appropriate referral for for like a more formal diagnostic assessment, um, you know. So they're they're definitely catching it
1: when it comes to a diagnosis. I mean, I know that could be a, a tricky uh, question. I mean, is it just objective based, or is there ways now to really have a diagnosis? I mean, it's a little bit different than you know you have hypertension. There are numbers that tell you that, right? Versus a spectrum or. Um, no, that's a tough question.
5: <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's right. Um, well, so one of the one of the like golden standards for autism assessments is known as the ADOs. Um, it's the Autism Diagnostic Observation Schedule. Um, and it's it's uh, based off of, like the name would imply, a lot of direct observations, looking for those hallmarks of what an autism spectrum disorder, you know, may present as. And there's different, um, you know, age ranges. So there's there's some for toddlers, there's some for older um, older children, adolescents, um, and kind of beyond that. So um, so yeah, they they spend a lot of time trying to look at things um, that would indicate the presence of an autism uh, spectrum disorder.
1: That just goes to why it's so important to stick with those well-baby visits and all of those type of things throughout the early stages, because you know, after a while, you just get tired seeing your pediatrician, <laughs> even if they're not sick, but but you realize when you go that there, there can be important things that can be caught if you, you know, by, by attending those um those visits.
5: Yeah, and that's absolutely right. And so for, for any parent out there, you know, when in within that first year of your child's life, I mean, those frequents are quite visit, right? Or quite frequently, um, you know, scheduled. And then beyond that, then it kind of you go from like the year checkup to like an 18 month checkup to a two year checkup. And then it just starts getting longer and longer. Um, and so those opportunities to have those discussions with your, you know, your pediatrician become a little bit fewer unless you have, you know, some some serious concerns that you, you may have not otherwise discussed.
1: When, where does Canopy come in for autism?
5: Um, so we have two early intervention clinics here in the Jackson area. Um, and And for children and families that are seeking an admission into our program. Um, you must have an autism diagnosis uh, from the get go. Um, unfortunately, we do not provide those diagnostic services just yet. Um, but we're we're firmly planted in the early intervention space. Um, so we we work with children two to seven um, predominantly. And um, you know we try we we try to do our best to, um, you know, take a full, comprehensive approach to whatever it is that would help that family and that child um, achieve the highest quality of life uh, that they can. And um, a lot of times that's, that's language development and language intervention. It could be behavior intervention, feeding intervention, um, really just in toilet training, like all that stuff that you would need to, to prepare for, for school and things like that. Um, and so really, you know, we take, we take that full comprehensive approach and really um, put a lot of our resources and expertise behind that. Um, you know, just trying to help in any way possible. I
1: think that's one of the biggest struggles when it comes to uh, anything with the spectrum is the fact that, well, and that's with everything, there's no one size fits all. And right. so it's easy to say what works for one family, that's not going to necessarily work for the other, and that's can also be why it can feel like breakthroughs are slow to come because it's harder to sort of nail it down. And you can't just take a pill for it like you can <laughs> in your hypertension. Um, but you can stick with this. We've got more with Dr. Furlow coming up next.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 51. Your finally Friday, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 81, and a look to Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
1: We oh.
7: When you partner with RJ Young for your business printing needs, you get the RJ Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose RJ Young's HP A4 for your business's managed print services and supplies. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. RJ Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business
0: don't just dream dream big because for four days
7: there are no limits during miss kelly's big event thursday friday saturday and
1: monday save up to 15 percent off the looks you want plus with 60 months financing there's never a down payment required don't wait any longer to buy your new
7: sectional or bedroom with savings up to 15 percent and easy payments this is the sale
1: you've been waiting for the big event through monday only at miss kelly's
7: Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com.
1: Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, butter bunny corn, empty or pre-made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East Northside Drive in Maywood Mart, exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to SuperTop Mississippi News. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman recently met with Ukrainian Governor Sergei Hamily. Here's Hosman explaining.
2: The Zoom call came in and it was this Sergio, who's the, go- who's the governor of Klametsky, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's about 75 or 85 miles from, from Kiev, so it hasn't been shelled as much, but they had hundreds of thousands of... Um, refugees there. And he said, well, we're really interested in Katrina houses and how you were were able to um, provide housing for people after this. So I said, well, I'll get all the plans for Katrina. And I did. Uh, We could go Saturday night. I stayed up and I got the plans for Katrina. I sent them over to him.
1: Hosman also told us that he's reached out to Mississippi Farm Bureau to see if they can
8: provide food to Ukrainian refugees. An Ole Miss women's basketball has received a commitment from former five-star in Arkansas transfer, Alana Eaton. Eaton averaged 3.5 points, 1.3 rebounds, and 14 minutes per game for the Razorbacks this past season. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta.
1: There's a lot of good things to do in Mississippi, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. You can get more of Middays with jar Gibbert tomorrow at Corner Market in Midtown Hattiesburg. Corner Market will have Easter specials throughout their stores across the Pine Belt, and they are asking everyone to donate an extra food item to Homes, for, homes of Hope for kids. And collection boxes will be in the front of the store, so you can stay tuned to Super Talk tomorrow from 10 to 1, or you can get out if you're in the Pine Belt area, come out meet Gerard, say hi, make a donation and kick off your Easter weekend with something good but we are, I would say kicking off April but Dr. Furlow, April's like halfway <laughs> over. I just feel like sure it's is. all moving so fast um, but he's the director of Autism Solutions for Canopy Children's uh, Solution, of Mississippi and um, it's Autism Awareness Month so I know it's a busy month for, for you guys and I think it's always a good conversation just to have as a mom who's got uh, two kids in two different sort of age groups. We're coming across more families who, you know, have children with autism and trying to make people feel included and all the things that, you know, go with that. So when you are working with those that maybe uh, don't understand autism fully and are trying to integrate, to be integrated with everyone else, what are some good tips or recommendations? Or, I mean, I don't know the right language to say, but it's like, you know, help us make it all go smooth
5: or er. Yeah. Well, so um, one of the things that I think uh, that, you know, we always kind of talk about um, as a team in our clinic is just really just trying to focus on just having a really positive interaction. Um, and that can go you can accomplish that in a couple ways. Um, you can really just not try and direct anything, just kind of let that that individual kind of like lead, lead the interaction, lead the activity. Um, whatever it is uh, that you're doing, you just want to try and be a part of it. Um, and, and one or a couple ways that you can do that um, is kind of just describing what it is that they're doing. Um, you could, you know, imitation is kind of like the sincerest, most sincere form of flattery, right? So you can try and, like, grab a couple toys, imitate what it is that they're playing with, or imitate what it is that they're doing, Um if they're they're trying to engage with you and talk with you, you can reflect back what what it is that they're saying. Just you know to acknowledge that they're being heard and, and things like that. Um, and then the other thing that we really harp on is uh, this um, this behavior specific praise that we that we talk about all the time. So specifically like labeling what it is that they're doing so well, the things that they're doing um, that's that's so good, um, and, and praising them for that, no matter how small, um, just And those are just real just basic strategies for trying to have as positive an interaction as you possibly can
1: works in your marriage uh, so. too you just <laughs> praise 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 That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the That's smallest right. things but you know i mean i think what i'm hearing from you dr furlow though is children with aut- autism or autistic children um are not much different than our own when it comes to wanting to feel included and be taught be, you know, positive reinforcement works for everybody mm-hmm. and that sometimes i feel like we overthink it we you yeah. know we make it harder than it has to be for everyone to play on the playground together for everyone to go to vacation bible school together or it, it doesn't have to be as complicated as our, our brains like to make it
5: that yeah that's absolutely i wholeheartedly agree um you know that you know one of the things i think that that might get lost is that like just just like everyone else in the world like you know autistic children autistic individuals they have their own strengths weaknesses their own likes dislikes and things like that so really just trying to Um, Get in tune with you know what it is that they that they're interested in and just really just trying to be a part of it um, and really letting having them let you come in um is is really the approach that we like to take i
1: also think it's a good thing to talk about like myths around uh certain um disorders autism being one of them because i feel like you hear a lot in the media or there's a lot of hearsay and when you have something like a spectrum you know it's hard to have any concrete whatever to go off of but you guys there what is just when you hear something or you um, get the feeling that someone's assuming something about an individual with autism, what makes your little hairs stand up and be like,
5: ah! <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, one of the things I think that I, that I've heard in, in my experience is just, you know, they're going to have these like special talents and, and, and things like that. And, and like I was just saying a second ago, I mean, everybody has their own set of special talents, right? Their own interests and things like that. And for some, um, Indiv- individuals with autism um, spectrum uh, disorders they have some intense interest right and so some of those strengths um, could kind of fall in line with those interests um, but that doesn't necessarily mean like that's going to be like everybody everybody and that's not going to be like you know their career or anything like you know what I mean um, so f- so for example y'all y'all were talking about bass guitar and piano and stuff like that earlier um, when I was hanging out in the green room and um you know i I was intensely interested in 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 the guitar when i was when I was a teenager it doesn't mean I'm gonna be a rock star or, or get a record deal either you know so um you know they may be interested in cars and 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 things like that and that may grow to you know a profession or 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 whatever but um it doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're gonna be you know um you know that's the direction that they're going to uh,
1: America's got talent. That's right. <laughs> I can't remember the gentleman's name but he was phenomenal but he you know he was phenomenal cuz he was one in a million. I mm-hmm. mean his his talent out, you know outpaced anybody's in terms of singing and and the piano.
5: Yeah, um the other one too that I think that um that you know I I kind of I relate to the family's um that kind of experience this like very early on like right after a diagnosis is provided you know i think that one of the big things that everybody really gets concerned about is are we gonna ever develop vocal communication or you know a lot of a lot of kids with autism are predominantly like maybe nonverbal or something like that and that's just not always the case and that's why i think early intervention matters so much um, trying to get them access to that care that we were talking about um, just a few minutes ago um, so that you can begin working on those things and and really um, Nonverbal, you know, talking, producing vocal communication and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously, you know, a big thing. Um, but from from our clinic's perspective and, and what our clinicians try to accomplish is just really establishing a means um, for them to have their needs met. Some form of communication, no matter what it actually looks like. So it could be pictures or, uh, you know, voice output, you know, device or something like that. Like the important thing is is that they're learning the behavior of communicating um, with another person. So
1: it seems like too, Dr. Furlow, you're you're bringing home the point that there's hope no matter what or where you fall on the spectrum. And it's that early intervention that matters most and taking it seriously and getting connected. And then, you know, Riding the journey, or you know, the wave of the journey, because it'll look different for every family, and that has to be frustrating, right? Like that, it's so individualized, but it has. To, I mean, there's no other way.
5: Yeah, and and that's so true. And really, um, you know, part of that journey, I think, for most of our families, um, and for us too, in our <laughs> in our clinic families um, or, or our clinical family, um, you know, we. We kind of ride that journey too um, because you know we show up to work every day really just trying to figure out every little nuance that's going to get them a step closer no matter how small that victory is um you know we we want to try and inch ever so closer to that family's goal um and and uh, take that approach um step by step um no matter what it is and so it is it is extremely individualized um so one family's experience may not be another family's experience. And, you know, some families um, may be waiting a really long time before communication occurs, or maybe they're, um, you know, they feel comfortable going out into the community and and being around other people if there's tantrums and behavior problems and things like that. So um, we're very mindful of all that.
1: And we should be mindful not to judge one autistic person against Another one because it's a spectrum disorder for a reason, right? To have compassion and empathy for families that are walking through this. And if someone's listening and maybe they haven't heard of Canopy uh, before, and they've got a child or grandchild or something between the ages of two to seven, two to seven, how do they get in touch with you, Dr. Furlow, or can they?
5: Yeah, yeah. So you
1: guys, you specifically ask for Dr. Furlow. Yeah. So
5: yeah, you can call um, our uh, actually autism business uh, manager. Her name's Shelby Stevenson. Um, her number is seven six nine seven 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 one one zero zero um and you can just get in touch with her um like a lot of uh, clinics we ask for a lot of information and, and we go through um a process for trying to uh, determine the appropriateness of fit for our program and you know we want to be successful in everything for um or successful as we can be for you and your family so um get in touch with shelby and she'll She'll set you up.
1: How did you find yourself in this field, Doctor Furlow?
5: Um, ooh, that's a long story. I don't you know got about can... a minute. Now. Okay. Well, so <laughs> like a lot of people, I, you know, I was touched by um, someone with autism. Um, it turned out to be my cousin, um, and I was at, so I was actually a biology major. <laughs> I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician, and then um, the more and more I kind of dug into it, the more I realized, like, uh, just um, how many folks out there need help and um i moved all the way out to southern california uh, to learn what i could learn um because educational opportunities at that time were kind of limited um but yeah for me it was my it was my cousin um so a family member
1: well, it doesn't have to take a family member for us to have compassion and want to learn more about something that started, that's affecting our neighbors all around us. So I appreciate your time. And Thanks kudos to, um, I guess, April. <laughs> you know, be, We'll see you next April <laughs> or sure. maybe before. Uh, but you guys stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next.
4: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
7: Calories is Calories is Everything for home and That's what Calories is
8: This is the closing agri-market report At the close in our cotton exchange July cotton was down 80 to 140.71 October cotton was up 1 to 128.19 At the close, the Chicago Board of Trade and May soybeans were up six and a quarter to 16.82 and a quarter per bushel. July soybeans were up a quarter to 16.65 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was up five and three quarters to 7.83 and three quarters per bushel. September corn was up one and three quarters to 7.48 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 45 to 136.42. August live cattle was down 32 to 138.32. May feeders down 17 to 161.77. August feeder down 7 cents to 174.35. And at this hour, Dow Jones is up 71 points, 34,635. I'm Dixon Williams. It's the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
6: Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers like you. It's a single energy source that can fuel most anything on your farm. From irrigation and grain drying to building heating, propane has you covered. Reliable, hardworking propane will help you improve yields, protect your land, and save money. See how propane can help meet your farm's energy needs by visiting propane.com now.
0: Propane, it's the energy for everyone. The will of a farmer is like no other, forged by the strength of generations past, propelled by the hope of what lies ahead unpredictability cannot shake its resolve. It wears a coat of courage and commitment. Boots made of love for the land. At BASF, we support you with tools for tomorrow. New chemistries, seed traits, and technologies. Because we know the world's future will be fed by the will of a farmer. BASF, helping you do the biggest job on earth. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Supertalk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
8: I've just seen her face. I can't forget the time a place where we just met. She's just a girl for me, and I want all the world to see we've met.
1: Don't delay in planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at Super Talk. Oh, she's not over at Super Talk. Visit Mississippi.org. But if you're over at SuperTalkTV.com, you'll see Rhino and I today. And the, the whole gang is gearing up next week particularly next Tuesday, we're going to be in West Point uh, to celebrate Sally Kate Winner's services. It's an organization that helps children impacted by child abuse, neglect, family violence, and homelessness. Tough topics, but it's always good to shine a light on those that are helping. And if you want to donate or get more information, you can text SUPERTALK22 to 41444. And if you suspect 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 suspect. Suspect. Suspect
3: S <laughs> U S P E C T.
1: If you have an inkling <laughs> oh the child. An ID. An I-D? That child abuse or, you know, youth who is in crisis, you can call MS Child Abuse Hotline or you can contact Sally Kate Winter's services uh, directly. I will work on that word before uh, next Tuesday. But you know what? It's it's a Friday for for all of us. And it's a vacation itis for many of us as we move into uh, the Easter weekend. But then next week, too, on Thursday, you've got Gallo. He will be at the Mississippi Economic Council's 72nd annual meeting. Uh, And so that's from six to nine during the Gallo show. That morning, you'll hear from MEC members, business leaders, elected officials from across Mississippi as they talk about the opportunities for Mississippi's economic um, future. So it should be a good week. Lots of moving parts next week, but you can always keep it on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can stream us always at supertalk.fm. Don't forget, to. you can always catch your favorite shows in podcast form or via Super Talks YouTube um, after after the show. So tons of different ways. We're going to miss out on our movies tomorrow with Tanya, but I wanted to ask her how many times has she ever seen her favorite movie ever and see if she could top the Florida man who saw Spider-Man No Way Home. How many times do you think he saw it in theater? so like that would narrow down so if i asked you how many times you've seen your favorite movie you could say i've seen something that comes on tnt tbs or that's now streaming a hundred times in the last 10 years but how many times have you seen a movie in the theater
3: if it's newsworthy i'm going to guess some gaudy number like 37 (laughs) times that he saw it in theaters
1: so you got to think about it in theater you're paying what Ten bucks minimum because you got to get the ticket. You get. That's like a drink.
3: matinee on a weekday.
1: Right. I don't even know. It's been so long since I've been or bought tickets. I can't remember how long it's. Okay, two hundred ninety-two times. Jeez. That he went to the theater in costume, his little Spidey getup, little Spidey hat, Spidey everything. Two hundred ninety-two times he saw Spider-Man: No Way Home. Like at that point, do you just? Are you dreaming it? Like, at what point is it no longer? You
3: have to have seen it multiple times a day on multiple occasions.
1: So, I I mean, to do the math, I was trying to figure out. He'd seen, he earned the Guinness title. Oh, he was going after a Guinness title. 2019, he saw Avengers Endgame. Wow! 191 screenings. That's a long movie. I can't do math quick math hard guys but like with three hours 191 times if you round that up to 200 that's 600 hours ish it's a little over of your life back. of your life
3: doing of, the same thing
1: doing the same i wonder if he got the same seat in the same theater and then he saw camelot first installment no no this was the record he broke camelot's first installment was 204 was the first record he broke it with uh, his record of 292 times for Spider-Man No Way Home. So he didn't make it with his Avengers attempt. I mean, I guess what, you got to 191 and you just thought...
3: I've seen it enough.
1: I've seen it enough.
3: (laughs) Hearing those numbers makes me feel a lot better about mine. Mine is, it's a movie that is not controversial. It's just kind of forgotten about. Most people just either didn't see it or didn't care. But for some reason, because the way it worked out where I saw it and then other friends wanted to see it and then other friends wanted to see it and then another group of friends wanted to see it, I saw M. Night Shyamalan's The Village five times in a week.
1: Wow. Steve says, I saw Star Wars nine times back in the 70s. I honestly, I don't know if I've ever gone back to the theater to watch a movie again. The Village
3: is a rarity in that one for me. I don't usually
1: do it either. Nothing pops out. But this gentleman estimated he spent $3,400 on tickets during his record attempt. 292 times. At what point are you just taking naps? Like, are you paying for nap time? Because you're just trying to break the record. At some point, the movie becomes obnoxious. Because you, (laughs) you could literally write it from memory can't imagine it i can't imagine a lot of things though all right stick with us though you got more coming up next you got the voice with sports talk from three to six and our conversation never ends over on the good things facebook group we'd love to have you there uh, rhino and i'll meet you back tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things